where it all begins. Ready? Dates crash back in racing. Welcome to RSN 927's Race Day Morning. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Warren Huntley. Good morning and welcome to the first word. The first Saturday of spring feature racing at Mooney Valley where the Fian Stakes is the feature race. A ticket into the Cox Plate up for grabs. What an honour roll it's been for the Fian Stakes in recent times. We've had Superstorm, Humidor, Homesman and a surprise win of Magic Console but then back in time the cleaner going back to back. Fiorente winning a Fian. El Segundo, Hoover got you with a couple of them. Fields of Omar, Northerly and Sunline. What an honour roll for a terrific race. Looking forward to getting to the Valley this afternoon, Saturday afternoon, racing at the Valley. Get out there if you can. The McEwen Stakes also one of the features on the card. Great racing in Sydney with the Chelmsford, the Tramway, the Furious and the Concord, the features there. So plenty of terrific racing in Melbourne and Sydney. We'll get an update on the track conditions at both venues shortly. Plenty of winners for you in the first hour. We'll try and track down... Wayne Hawks, Kieran Ma, Catherine Coleman, Tony Gollan, many other trainers in the first hour. Before at eight o'clock, Dean Lester, David Gately and Nicole Thomas join me to preview the meeting at the Valley. Then we'll do the interstate hour. Gator will try and find all the winners at Randwick. We'll work through the other meetings around the country. Before handing over to Michael Felgate and the team for Saturday morning race day from the Valley. So plenty to get through. Let's kick it off with the track conditions at Moody Valley with Marty Sinan. Marty, how are you this morning? Good, thanks, Warren. How are you? Very well, thank you. Bit of weather throughout the day lurking around the valley. How's the day dawned? Yeah, we um, had 0.2 of a mil overnight, which was good. Um, it's raining as I speak now, but it's just a light passing shower. There's nothing on the radar, but it's raining, which is a bit surprising. But, um, yeah, we put up a soft six to start the day. Uh, rail back in the true, first time for five months. But uh, if we don't get any more rain, I do expect it to get an upgrade. But just this uh, rain we're having now, just keep it in that soft six to start the day. In that five-month period that you've had the, the break with the rail and the true, you've also had the renovation. We've had relatively cool weather and a, and a bit moist, as you'd expect it, in winter leading into that. How's the track recovering in, in your experience from a renovation comparing to previous years? Yeah, it's in great order. And originally we were going to be in the true for that last meeting, but with that forecast leading into that meeting, we did decide to go out to five metres and we did end up on a heavy eight. So I think that was a good move in the sense that we've given that inside five, excuse me, a couple more weeks um, to establish, but like I said, with that five-month break, it's in great order, beautiful cover of grass, a little bit of wear and tear out past that five-metre mark, but um, like I said, from a renovation point of view to where it is now, it's in tip-top shape. Earlier in the week, there was some discussion with yourself and Michael Felgate, just indicating that that, that inside track being fresh ground and some wear at five metres, it might be the, the preferred spot to be, but there is quite a bit of ground there to the inside. Anything changed in the last day or so to, to change that opinion? No, not really. Um, I still think that might be the case. And like I said, in the two feature races today, we've got um, small fields, so realistically there's no re- reason for them to get out wide. So if they stay on that inside lane... I think all sources will still have a change, a chance. I just think that um, it's just going to be advantageous to be on, on pace and up the front uh, for the start of the day anyway, at least. So we're starting off on a soft six. What are the other key parameters that you measure? Um, our moisture is around about that 31%, which is quite high. We did have 15 mil of rain on Monday evening before the gallops on Tuesday, so that, the track was probably close to a heavy for those gallops, but that was out on the very outside of the track. But... Um, uh, wind's going to get up to about 30, uh, 25 k's from the south. That's so going to be in their face in the straight. So 
with that wind coming from the south, there's not much chance of uh, drying because of the cool weather, but I think the track will race pretty even. Hopefully the sun comes out and we end up with a nice day for our um, ticket into the Cox Plate. Wind in that direction, does that have any impact in the way the races might shape up in your experience? Not really. Um, it's across there's left-hand shoulder going up the side, and around that home turn, they do get a bit of protection because of the legends there. There's not much wind in that corner, and then it will hit their face in the straight, but like I said... I don't think it'll have too much impact, especially with the small fields. But in those bigger fields, if they get a bit of cover, they might get a chance to run on. But like I said early in the week, and I'll say it again today, I still think you need to be on pace um, to have a chance to win today. Marty, during the year, just briefly want to touch on some some experience that you shared with some of the other track managers throughout the state. Quite often you'd see you popping up at Stall and other venues around the track and just sharing the resource of the experienced metropolitan track managers around the country. How did you view that experience and how do you think the country tracks may have benefited from that? Yeah, no, um, great opportunity. That was something that RBL came up with with us four city track managers and we're all got our own zones now that we look after and try and support those guys. Um, I enjoyed that. A lot of those tracks I've never been to, especially the picnic tracks. So it was a great experience maybe just go and have a look at the country tracks and see what these guys do. A lot of them are volunteers. Um, a lot of them are one-man bands. They don't have the staff that we have in the city and I think just gives them that opportunity now to have a couple of issues or they've got something they want to ask some questions or just want to have a chat. They can give us a call knowing that they know who we are face-to-face. And um, like I said, I know Liam's enjoying his role and Tim's enjoying his role and even Jason, he's um, enjoying it as well. So great opportunity for them guys to lean on us for a bit of help and support. And like I said, most of the guys do a great job and considering the funds and the staff and all the resources they have, and I think um, overall that um, those guys can just benefit from maybe giving us a chat and having a chat. I know the young side has got a few issues with his quality of water, so we're just helping this one guy I'm helping out trying to get that track to be better for the industry. Sounds like a great initiative, Marty. Good luck today. Yeah, thanks, Warren. Feature racing at Randwick today. Michael Wood joins us to give us an update on the conditions. Good morning, Michael. Morning, Warren. How's the day dawned in Sydney? Oh, it was, uh, it was quite nice a bit earlier. Just got a bit of a light shower coming through at the moment um, and quite windy. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a windy day, but um, hopefully it doesn't bring too many showers with it. Fortunately, the last couple of weeks you've experienced some better track conditions than you've had for the majority of the last few months. What are you expecting today? Yeah, look, I think just with these showers around, um, we're a soft six at the moment. Um, I can't imagine we're going we're to be any better than that and you know, hopefully, again, that we don't have too much and we don't uh, go backwards. But the track was quite, walked quite well this morning, uh, firm enough underfoot. So um, I think we'll be a soft six for the day. What have you done with the rail? I pushed it out to the seven-metre position for today. Uh, we're in three metres there two weeks ago. So uh, we'll be at seven today, and then we're back into the troop of George Main in the fortnight's time. A couple of showers around, as you said. What's the, the Bureau telling you, if you can trust the, the forecast in terms of what you might expect for the rest of the day? Yeah, again, just uh, the odd shower passing through, so uh, anywhere up to sort of five mils for the day. But um, it is quite windy coming from the southwest, uh, sorry, southeast. Um, they're saying gusts of anywhere up to 60k. so hopefully anything that comes through uh, passes just as quick. They're extreme wind conditions. I think when it gets up beyond about 60 or 70 here in Melbourne, it can even threaten the, the safety of the riders and, and the meeting. From a track pattern point of view and, and where you might need to get cover from that breeze, how, how might it affect the way jockeys ride? Yeah, it's, it's predominantly across them as they down the side, uh, in their face in the back and behind them in the straight. So um, I think you'll be, you know, they'll be 
still looking for a bit of cover there down the side, um, but they do generally get a pretty good push down the straight. But um, we recently launched our weather tracker system uh, that, that all the punters can go on and have a look on our website uh, that'll keep, the, keep them up to date and monitored throughout the day. So um, I think if there's, if there's any sort of patterns emerging, a lot of it would be down to the wind. And what's the best way to access that via website or, or social media? It, uh, we've had that initiative down here in Victoria also. It's a great resource for the, for the track managers and the clubs to provide. What's the best way to access it? Yeah, it's on our website, so australianturfclub.com.au. So um, you can log on there and go through to our racing pages and uh, the weather track systems there and given live updates. So I think it's probably a little bit underplayed how much the, the wind does have an effect on how races are, are run. And, um, yeah, it'll be a good tool for all. Good luck today, Michael, and uh, hopefully that rain does stay away to some extent. Yeah, thanks, Warren. Have a good day. Well, there's the track conditions at both Randwick and at Mooney Valley, and a, and a soft six at this stage at Mooney Valley with Marty Sine and Railbeck in the true, thinking that it's likely to be maybe the, the, the place to be on speed early in the day. Let's catch up with Paddy Payne and talk about his runners today. Good morning, Patrick. Morning, Warren. How's the day dawn for yourself? You've been riding a few this morning? Uh, and I haven't been in the editor for basically just checking around and doing a couple of checks and that sort of stuff, but never uh, without anything so far. That sounds a little bit muffled, that line, Patrick. Hopefully we can just get a little bit of a, a clearer quality. Your day at Mooney Valley kicks off with Castilian, who's been racing well since joining your stable race one. How did he come through that last run here at the Valley? Yeah, really good. He's a lovely horse to deal with, like really strong horse, good good doing horse. So uh, racing won't do him any harm. Um, I just, I was sort of keen to get him on, on some better ground. I still quite wet, but, uh, we'll just see, as I said, like, I think the, 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 the better the tracks get, the better he'll be. How would you like the race to pan out for him? A number of the field sizes today are, are relatively small, could be tactical races. How are you reading it? Hey, he's a very easy horse to ride. He actually jumps quite quickly, but he hasn't been drawing that well these last couple of runs, so he's sort of gone back because we're still sort of learning about him and, and he is early in his preparation. Now that he's pretty race fit, like if, if he jumped one well and landed land outside the leader, that'd be fantastic. Looked like shot of Irish when he was resuming first run for, for your stable last start. He'd lost a fair bit of his dash. You did take the, the blinkers off. What did you make of his run last time? Uh, I thought, OK. He actually jumped OK and the rider thought that he was going to get caught wide, so he brought him back and then he sort of lost contact. He's sort of never been in that position before. Um, he doesn't need to be ridden in that fashion this time. Um, like he, he's had that run, he's a bit fitter. Um, you know, as I said, if he, if he jumps well again, he'll, he'll sort of take a more forward roll, I would have thought. Is there some thought process down the track that the blinkers might go back on or are you happy as an older horse to just keep him the way he is? We'll see how he is. Um, he's, he's had his links on for a long time. We just thought we'd try something different. But I would think maybe at his, um, at, his, at, his, at his third or fourth run up, over a bit further, he might put, we might put the blinkers back on him. Provincial racing at Mildura today, where you've got an incredible strike rate. You've got Bond Street Bow in the first and swear by her in race seven. Your thoughts there? Uh, Bond Street Bow, he, he's just come to my place. He's in good order. It looks a really achievable race for him. And swear by her, she's worked. The work's been really good and everything's fine with her, but the form looks a bit ordinary, so uh, she needs to step up to, up to the plate today. Good luck today, Patrick. Thank you. We'll need it. Big springer board for the Price and Kent Jr. stable. Michael Kent Jr. joins us this morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Warren. How are you this morning? Yeah, very well. Yeah, yeah. big gout morning, so um, nice and busy as always. 
centre at, at Cranbourne. Obviously, there's a, a lot of horses there now, but a lot of talk about the variety of, of tracks you've got. You said a, a big gallop morning, but how does the facility cope with the, the workload at this stage? Oh, everyone who comes is surprised how quiet it feels. It's got that real country feel to it. Um, a lot of trainers train off course and come in a couple of days a week. So, yeah, there's, I mean, you, you, you rarely see a, a, one of your gallops get passed by another, another gallop. It's, um, it's a really good centre to train at and, um, you know, results are the, the biggest thing in the day and, and clearly they're working for us. Today you kick off with Big Story in the first, who's coming off a, an impressive victory last start. Damien Lane aboard. What's your thoughts on Big Story measuring up to tougher grade? Yeah, it's, it's a nice race um, to have a go at for this sort of horse and it's a very even race. Um, he's on the up and up. He's got a lovely big action. He won well. Uh, I think Damien thought he might have won a bit easier, but in hindsight, they ran at a very strong tempo. Um, first and second dropped out pretty badly, and he stayed on well. Um, he's still he's still probably in a prep away, really, but he's a he's a nice horse. He'll get a nice run from the draw. Um, no surprise to see him go very close, but if he was to be you know three or four lengths off the pace, well, we're still on the right track towards um, you know going further next start. Notice Amenable trialling up very nicely going into this preparation. He goes around in what looks a, a terribly competitive race, the third on the card. Your, your thoughts on how Amenable's coming to hand? Uh, beautiful cold. Um, got a lot of time for him. He did miss a week week's work with a bit of an off-blood pitcher uh, about a month ago. Um, so we had to rush him a little bit, but uh, you can see by his jump-outs he's come up very well. Um, He's going to be really suited to sort of 14 and a mile. And um, the Valley 1200 drawn in is probably the query today. If um, we won't dig him to ride him out of his comfort zone, he'll be where he's comfortable. So he could get buried. And, um, you know, but if he can get, get, a, get a Jack and O type run from last week where he can pierce through the field, he'll unwind strongly late. Well, you've mentioned Jack and O. How'd he come through that run? Uh, sensational. Yeah. Yeah, he looks terrific. So we're going to go straight to the Golden Rose. So he galloped here this morning reverse way on a beautiful grass track and he heads up um, Wednesday night and then he'll trial uh, 10 days out from the Golden Rose. And what about on Thunderstruck and Elation out of the Memsey? Uh, Thunder's brilliant. Um, he worked this morning, uh, just went an easy 6-2. We're not doing much with him because we've got a very busy racing program, um, but he's, he's relaxing better than ever, so... Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, Flemington's um, going to be a lovely track for him. He goes well there, and uh, yeah, it's a nice race. And Elation, um, as, as you saw yesterday on Racing.com, we did a dynamic scope. There was a little bit of instability there. Um, we're very hopeful that just by adding a tongue tie and a crossover that we can rectify those issues. Back to today's business. Race six, the Atlantic Jewel, one of the features for the three-year-old fillies. Denied the emergency, has gained a start, and I'm loving you, is up there at the, the top of the betting. How do you see the race? Yeah, um, competitive, even race. Um, I'm loving you is flying. Really happy with her. She was unlucky. Uh, Damien Lane thought she was going to end up sort of 1-1 there, and then she got dragged back through the field and held up, and she was strong late. Um, I'm glad that the two inside of her are running because it means she's in barrier three. She can dwell, so barrier three just makes it a bit less likely she gets um, back into an awkward spot. She still may and may need luck, but she's going super. Um, just needed to sort of hold a spot, stay off the fence and get even luck, and she definitely can win. 
Um, Denied a nice filly for further. Uh, looking forward to getting her to 1,400 and then a mile. Um, she has to run here to get onto the right sort of path for the guineas. So um, probably from that bad draw, we'll just ride her to finish off. Um, so she'll be strong late, but hard to see her winning from back there. Horse we know well, but a new addition to your stable, Age of Chivalry, resumes in the Chautauqua Stakes Race 7. How have you found him since arriving in your stable? Oh, he's a beautiful horse. Um, he arrived to us in lovely order, and um, we were lucky that the owners gave us um, sort of free reign to do what we wanted with him, and we just gave him three months off. Uh, we've done a lot of beach work with him at our beach stable, which has really suited him. Uh, he's now here at Cranbourne, and... Um, He's enjoying the grass tracks here in the sand hills, and he's. Um, we designed to give him three jump outs. He had, he had one, and then the second one, he actually burst through the barriers um, before that um, thunderstruck annihilation trial on the grass that day. And um, so he sort of got a bit of work, but he didn't have a jockey on board. And then his third jump out was very good. Um, we think the horse is flying, and we've had good feedback from um, jockeys like Jamie and Damien, who have ridden before, saying he feels terrific. Uh, so. Um, I think 14 is more his go second up, but uh, don't discount him today. He, he, he'll run a nice race. You got a race picked out for him second up? Uh, probably he could go the Rupert Clark. Um, if not, uh, a race like the Test Cross the Stakes or the Sandown Stakes um, at that Hillside meeting on the 25th. And you've got the Amazonian resuming a staying mare, kicking off over 1,600 metres in race eight. Your thoughts on her? Yeah, so uh, for a, a filly that sort of Bred to go over short trips. She all she wants to do is stay. Um, she won very impressively last start over a mile and a half in Adelaide. So this is a, a warm-up run for her. Um, and then we can sort of take her to race like the JRA. And then, yeah, more so looking forward to her third up at a mile and a half. Who do you think's your best today, Michael? Uh, I think I'm loving you as the most likely winning chance. Uh, really excited to see Amenable. I think he'll run very strong, but might be in an awkward spot. And... Um, yeah, I thought, I thought Age of Chivalry might be a, a nice place bet from a good drawer, and uh, he's flying. Good luck today and for the weeks ahead. Thanks, Warren. Michael Kent Jr. with a strong hand for the spring. Team Hawks have got a strong hand in both Melbourne and Sydney today, and Wayne Hawks has been good enough to join us. Good morning, Wayne. Morning, Warren. How are you? Very well, thank you. Let's kick off at the Valley. You've got Sebenak scratched from the Sydney meeting to head down here for the third race on the card, and you've put the winkers on. What did you make of his first up run? I thought his first up run was great. He was slow away and ran up there behind after he went a furlong, and then he was flying down the outside, and there was interference. It was like a domino effect, and he caught the uh, the backwash of it with about 100 to go, so... He was uh, doing his best work at the uh, at the finish. So it was just uh, <clears throat> surprised Sydney's come up as a six actually because uh, it's been raining there, and I've got a father that's been blowing up about the weather for the last four months. And he's they're, they're just over it up there. It's just we've had you know twenty odd uh, wet tracks this year in Sydney on Saturdays, and it's very very frustrating. So Sevenat doesn't really like it. So. We've only had a sprinkle here overnight at Flemington and Mooney Valley gets about the same. So with the rail back in the true, it's the first time we've raced on that for probably six months. So, you know, it might end up being a leaders bi- a terrible leaders bias track. That's the only minus with it because when the rail was out, I've churned it up the last couple of meetings. It might be a, a fast lane down the inside, but 
he's uh, he's a speed horse, so hopefully he can jump and be there somewhere thereabouts. Team put a lot of thought into the way they place their horses, where they run, and the gear changes. Just the thought process with the winkers. Oh, just 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 trying to smarten him up a little bit. That 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 is all. It's blinkers are a bit more severe. Severe is the wrong choice of words. We've used the word severe. Blinkers are severe. Winkers are less than that, if that makes sense. I won't be an English teacher, will I? But you know what I mean. Minions won't, but you do, Warren. Some of us understand uh, fluent Wayne. What about Semyon, who goes around second up in race five, the McEwen, gets that weight relief with the 52 kilos, but obviously takes on some more seasoned gallopers. How do you line him up there? Yeah, he does. And obviously, he's, you know, like he's outclassed and... He's, he's out everything, but uh, it's a 1,000 metres around the valley. He's got blinkers on for the first time. He won his first ever start on uh, Cox Plate Day. He's been the valley. He's won there, done it. So, you know, thought he could have done a bit more the other day at Caulfield. So what today will tell us is uh, is where, where he's at and how he's going. But I'm actually very happy with the horse. Everything's been great with him this week. And it's as good as, uh, good as we can get him. So it'll be a good test for him today. I just hope this small field, they just don't, you know, all play jockeys and look at each other. And I hate small fields. I'd, I'd much rather a big field where there's genuine tempo and everything. Sometimes these small fields, you think there's equal speed and they walk. Very rarely in these speed in these small fields is there lots of speed. And if you look at these horses, a lot of these horses are speed horses, aren't they? Absolutely. How would you like the race to shape up for him with that weight and the blinkers on? Is he capable of, of controlling any of the, the doubts that you had about how the race was run? Well, he would be. I mean, if, if, if they jump and want to walk, he might as well be in front. But, I mean, you're going to have five riders thinking the same thing. So, it's uh, yeah, they, they've all got to go out there and ride their horse. That's the, the biggest thing that they can do is ride their horse and forget about uh, the, their, their, you know, their opposition around them. Duchy of Savoy is your first runner at Randwick today. She goes around in race three with Willie Pike aboard. Following that win down here, we've seen a bit of Duchy of Savoy. How she settled back into Sydney? Yeah, she only went back the other day. She's done everything right. and She's trained on really well and been a bit of while between drinks, but she doesn't need a lot. And it'll be a uh, be a good race for her today. Don't want any weather, but uh, it'll be it'll be a good race for her today. And just. One that we picked out and thought would uh, would suit her down the ground, so I thought she'd be pretty hard to beat today. The big boy, Mars Crusader, kicks off in the Chautauqua colours. There'll be a bit of a reunion of yourself and Chautauqua at the Valley today. How's Mars Crusader coming to hand? <laughs> reunion or uh, remembrance, I'm not, not quite sure. He, uh, he gave me some of my greatest thrills, Chautauqua at Mooney Valley, but I never forget the night he didn't come out of those gates. That was one of my uh, my low, low times, but you got to love him, though. But... Uh, yeah, old Chautauqua. What about Mars Crusader today? Yeah, <clears throat> he everything's great with him. He's come up really, really good. You wouldn't believe this horse didn't win a race in the autumn, and the reason why he didn't was because of the wet tracks. And he's, you know, you, you look at the form and you go, well, he's got some wet track form, but I'm telling you right now, he doesn't like the wet. And you know, if today was any wetter, we'd probably think about scratching him. So. <clears throat> might it's, it's not going to be easy for him for two reasons today. One's a thousand metres, and the other one is the uh, the wetness of the track. So I'd be a bit cautious about him today. He's trying and he's going gangbusters, but what we found, I mean, I think it was this time last year. I reckon it was the meeting last Saturday at Caulfield last year when he sat back and went round him and he went whoosh and he won won first up over eleven. And he needed he needed the whole of the eleven hundred metres to get the job done there. So. 
the way that it starts off with a thousand, he has to run in that to put him into the shorts in a couple of weeks' time. So we've got to run him in the thousand. But as I said, I'd just be a query about the thousand, the query about the uh, the wet track with him because he is not a wet tracker. Yearning kicks off her campaign in race seven, the tramway, the thousand guineas winner. How's she uh, progressing into this preparation? Love her to bits. She's a very, very good filly, and we've never we've never ever seen the best of her. And that's a big call when you say you're a thousand guineas winner, but <clears throat> she's promised us so much, and she's so in the uh, mass crusader mould. She just doesn't like wet tracks. Nothing went right for her. All she caught was wet track after wet track last prep, and. I know Zaki's in the race, but you take out Zaki and it drops away pretty quick, I reckon, this race. So she'd be a, if Zaki wasn't there, she'd be a winning chance today. So she's going really, really well, this mare, and um, I just love her, love her a bit. So she'll run well, but same thing. I just need to be, you need to be a bit careful on the, uh, the soft six because when we're known as a six, it, that, that, that to me is a genuine slow track and she's not a wet tracker. Exercising that caution that you've warned us about, who do you think might be your best today? Um, probably Sebenak, I suppose. But gee, I've got all the uh, got the love, lovely horses. They're all not really wet trackers. It's not easy this time of the year. But Sebenak's probably my uh, best chance. I'm sure there'll be some cameras out there to grab some snaps of you uh, greeting Chautauqua on course at the Valley and uh, and uh, re- reacquainting yourself, Wayne. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good luck today. First time I'm going to run away from the media. See you, Warren. <laughs> Twenty-eight after seven on RSN nine two seven. Plenty more to come after this. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the First Word with Warren Huntley. At the Valley today for Fian Stakes Day and a runner in the Fian Stakes is Earlswood. First up for Maddie Raymond and Maddie's been good enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning, Warren. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. How's Earlswood, more importantly? Uh, he's great. I can't fault him and I'm very much looking forward to today. You've had him in your care now for a, a couple of preparations. And interestingly, I think you quoted shin soreness as the reason that, that he was able to have a break and, and have some time between runs last time. How's that situation as he progresses into this campaign? Yeah, there's no issues there. He obviously uh, was just still quite an immature horse last preparation and um, he's strengthened up a lot since then. And uh, the time's definitely done him a world of good just that his body uh, mature and strengthened up Thanks enough of it, so uh, it wasn't a bad problem to have. We've seen him win a, a car line cup, a set weights and penalties against some quality opposition here. How do you compare him first up at 1,600 metres, this preparation, compared to the car line? He's probably a little bit more forward um, in his campaign this time in, um, but in saying that, he, he is a bigger horse now than than what he was there through the autumn, but um, he's got plenty of improvement in him, obviously, uh, we don't want him peaking on that first up run, so uh, there'll be improvements to come, but he's certainly in good order for today. Small field, potentially a tactical race, a, a great horseman in Damien Lane aboard from an inside draw. What are you imagining in terms of how the race might pan out? Yeah, those small fields sometimes concern me a little bit. Um, they can obviously be quite tactical. Um, look, I just want to see him get into his own nice rhythm, um, so we'll have a good chat when we get to the races with Damien. Um, I mean, if he if he jumps really well and, and finds the front, nothing's going to go there. You kind of have no option. And my preference would probably be to ride him with a little bit of cover. But in a small field like that, um, you know, if they stack them up around the back and you're stuck back in on the fence like that, it can make it a bit tricky. So, um, 
God ridden as many, many winners as Damien I'd have more of an opinion, so I'll leave it up to him. In what you've seen of the horse, how would he cope, do you think, in terms of just being in front and, and being able to settle and control what might be a modest tempo? That's probably the big unknown. Uh, we've never seen him seen him out in front of him, and he does a lot of his work on his own um, at home and, and has no, no dramas in in doing that, um, like I said, I just want to see him in his own rhythm, uh, wherever wherever that may be in the run. Throughout your career, you've had involvement in many horses going into to big races. I've heard you comment that nerves have never really been a thing, but leading into this race, you're probably a little bit more nervous this week than you had been. How was last night's sleep? Nah, just that pretty well. Kept myself pretty busy yesterday to make sure I had a good night's rest. Um, but, yeah, but I don't know, through the autumn there, there probably wasn't huge expectations, whereas um, there's, there's a little bit more expectations going into this uprun. How's Churath coming into another preparation? Uh, she's really good. She uh, did a nice little break. Obviously, being an import, they don't see much paddock time. So uh, we gave her a nice break after the autumn, um, which has, has done her the world of good. She's a lot bigger and a lot stronger and a um, little bit more level-headed this time in, which is, is nice. So uh, she's out doing doing a bit of gallop work now, and uh, we should see her back at the races in about a month's time. Good luck today, Maddie. Looking forward to, to seeing Earlswood try and earn that spot in the Cox Plate. Have, have you mapped out what might be his main goal this preparation yet? Uh, still, today will be the telling factor whether we head to a Caulfield Cup or a Cox Plate pass. So we'll get through today. We'll know more then. Important day on a number of fronts. Good luck. Thanks very much, Warren. Cheers. Matty Raymond with Earlswood heading to the fee and big day for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable. It's been a big week for the Waterhouse and Bot team. And Adrian joins us this morning. Good morning, Adrian. Yeah, good morning, Warren. Belated birthday wishes. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, thanks very much. No, kept it kept it quiet last night. Big big day today, obviously. So yeah, nice nice and fresh today. Few at the Valley and Major Beale comes down here with some good current form behind him in the first with Damien Oller aboard. How, how do you line him up down here? Yeah, look, I think he comes out of a, a nice form race here in Sydney. Um, yeah, expect um, expect the, the, the jump up and trip to be, be an improvement um, or, or a positive for him as well. He, he seems to be going the right way and I uh, thought there was plenty of merit in his um, yeah, in, in his last start. So he's there in, there in good order, settled in well and yeah, I think he'll, um, think he'll run well for us. From that draw and uh, the default position when we're assessing runners from your stable is that they might roll forward. Would that be the likely scenario from your perspective? Yeah, most definitely. Um, he's shown plenty of speed and um, yeah, he's a few, few runs for us here. So, um, you know, I expect that he's, uh, he's able to be positive, particularly sort of stepping up and trip. And so that sort of smallish field sort of look to, uh, look to take things, um, take things up and, and, and control things from there. Race three, you've got Athletica also heading down here after a couple of runs in Sydney. Your, your thoughts on how he lines up? I uh, thought his first up run was, was, was very encouraging. Um, second up, uh, no doubt he was sort of a bit, bit disappointed, a bit below par from, um, sort of know what he's, knowing what he's sort of capable of. Um, he's been down, down in Melbourne for, for a few weeks now, settled in good. He had a, uh, I thought an encouraging jump out in between. So going there in good order. Um, yeah, he's pretty versatile in the, in, in, in the conditions, um, another one with sort of good, good tactical speed that I think that the track will track will suit him. Um, you know, obviously a, a race with a, 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 a bit of depth to it um, and, and some nice chances there, but certainly thinks he's uh, think he can be in the mix. In the Congo is an intriguing runner in what's a, a very uh, interesting McEwen Stakes at a thousand metres. He's been trialling up nicely in Sydney. How is he for the thousand metre assignment today? 
Yeah, it has been. Uh, look, kept him kept him nice and fresh for for the shorter, sharper trip. Uh, but I thought he's tried up excellent. He's um, yeah, he's whilst he didn't sort of win uh, in, in in the autumn for us, I thought it was very good. Uh, his first up run um, carrying weight in the Galaxy was was, was excellent. Um, he was he, he was he was very good there on on, on the heavy conditions um, and and again in the Arrowfield. Um, yeah, just sort of being beaten by Marzu there. He then went on to um, obviously sort of win a Group One there in Queensland. So plenty of good. Plenty of good form around him. Um, you know, it may have sort of just gave him a just a light time. Just um, obviously sort of had a had a busy time of things in, in the previous spring, but um, he's he's back at very well. Um, looks in good shape and um, look to be look to be nice and positive from that draw for him. There's quite a bit of speed in the race, as you would expect for a stakes race at the thousand metres. Is he is he sharp enough to work right across from that draw, or do you envisage him sort of perhaps tucking in behind a couple of speedsters? No, look, I, I certainly see him being able to um, push forward. He's, he's got the speed to do so. He's got that early tactical speed. Um, you know, he's shown that throughout his career, and he's he's been in some been in some fast run races, um, and he's been sort of able to lead them up. And um, you know, importantly, he's sort of always shown that good tactical speed from from the gates. So, um, would like to see him being able to show that uh, once again today. Um, and, and yeah, certainly being positive to, to be able to roll forward from there. Big team heading to Randwick today. We'll try and pick out a few in the features and then see if there's any others that you really want to point us in the right direction of or point us in the direction of. In the Furious, you've got North Star Lass from the, the inside draw. She's coming off that uh, that run in the Silver Shadow last start. What are your thoughts there? I thought she was excellent there. Um, she, she should show good improvement throughout the preparation. Uh, probably going to be better suited once we get to that 14, 1,600 metres um, later, in the, later in the campaign. Um, but she's... Uh, She's in good shape uh, from that nice draw, so it looks to be positive again. And if she sort of gets a similar time to the way she did uh, first up there, uh, we'll certainly think she'll be able to, um, you know, certainly be right, at, right in the mix once again. Big involvement from your family in Converge, and they've had uh, a terrific run, albeit with some ups and downs in the career so far. How's he coming to hand? Resumes in the tramway race seven. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him back at the races. Um, you know, I think he'll uh, run his usual honest, honest race. Um, you know, usual pattern for him. He does improve throughout the preparation and um, with, with racing. So, so expect that to be the uh, be, be the pattern with him once again. Um, he'll, he'll sort of get back, expect him to be finishing off, off strongly and, and take good improvement off the run. In the Chelmsford, one of the features of the day, Knight's Order and Entente represent the team. How do you line them up? Yeah, uh, both going to be looking for a bit further late in the preparation. Um, may find a few of them a bit too sharp for them at the mile. Uh, but getting a bit of rain here this morning, Knight sort of loves those conditions. He seems in great shape. Um, he should be able to sort of roll along, might be able to sort of run a run a, run a cheeky race for us. But um, certainly both horses um, going to going to take good improvement off it uh, and, and be better suited once they get to that 2,000 metres beyond. Across the support program, is there one or two that you're particularly keen on today? Uh, I think uh, Silent Impacts, he's, he's back in good order. Um, always been a nice progressive horse. Um, got a good opinion of him. Um, so he's he's resuming. Usually races well fresh, so he'll be he'll be an interesting one that I'm looking forward to seeing back at the races. Race nine, number five, silent impact outside the feature races. And what do you think's the pick of the team today? Um, I just uh, another one outside the ones that we we, we spoke. Um, sort of Philly at the provincials there. I, I don't mind uh, Celestial Spirit. She's at Hawkesbury there today. Um, she, she's another one I think will be um, you know be be well placed today. Race six, number six, Celestial Spirit. Maybe off-Broadway, but the pick of the team from the Waterhouse and Bot Stable. Thanks for spending the time with us this morning. Good luck today, Adrian. Thanks very much.
Adrian Bott with some runners right around the country and sending us to Hawkesbury perhaps for the best race six, number six. Talk to Matty Raymond, potentially a very tactical race, the, the Fian today. Ben Hayes was on with Michael Felgate during the week, just talking about how the race might shape up for Mr Brightside. So let's hear what Michael and Ben had to say when they were talking about Mr Brightside yesterday morning. Um, those six-horse fields can be very tactical. Um, you know, people are, can have crazy ideas. So I'll let Craig, once the gates open, make that decision. But he's a versatile horse, Michael. He's comfortable last and one. He's led and one. He's sat in the field and one. So... And uh, he, he likes to give out the track as well. So um, it, it, it looks a good race for him and actually like the wide draw. And you've got to be able to have options where he settles. Mr Brightside heading into the fee today. Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace have got a strong hand right throughout the day. And Kieran Maher's been kind enough to make some time on a busy morning to join us. Good morning, Kieran. Morning. Where do we find you this morning? Uh, Cranbourne, actually. Michael Kent saying it was a busy gallop for them out there this morning. Have you been spinning a few around this morning? Yeah, we have, actually. Um, old trip did a piece of work. Um, yeah, there was a few swaps that uh, racing next weekend and the Gould Guild guy. Uh, yeah, there's some nice gallops this morning. In particular with Gold Trip, where might we see him next? Uh, maybe the Naturalism. Um, or there was a 2,000 metre in Sydney on the same day. Um, just uh, we know he likes a bit of give in the track, so um, uh, yeah, be either one of those. Let's talk about the McEwen Stakes first of all today, where you've got away game and and Cool and Gatter. Cool and Gatter's got the the boom on her. Her career to date's been outstanding, precocious two year old. How's she coming back as a three year old? Ah, uh, yeah, she's come back really, really well. Um, she never. She's still relatively immature. Um, she's, she's growing and um, maturing as we go. But um, yeah, she, if you look at her, she's still got a got a lot a lot of furnishing to go. Uh, but she's prepped up really well. Her trials were very good, and and just the last couple of weeks, she, you can see she's really come on since that trial. Her coach come out, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to today. Talking to Adrian Botton, he's hoping to, to almost burn across with in the Congo. There's speed from the Queensland visitors. How are you reading the race from Cool and Gatta's perspective? Uh, well, she naturally bounces and uh, she can travel sort of. She's got natural speed, uh, but you know, if a thousand metres at the valley, they, they can be very hot. Um, Jamie knows her very well, and uh, yeah. She doesn't have to lead, but she'll be on speed somewhere. What sort of notice did you have to give Jamie to be able to, to get down to the 50 kilos for her? Uh, she's actually really light at the moment. and uh, yeah, I mentioned it to her and she said, yeah, it should be no problem. Uh, she, she was hovering around 51, I thought, uh, she said. So uh, I didn't, she, don't think she had to do too much work. Cool and Gatter takes on the, the more seasoned opposition for the first time. Away game's been punching around against them for a couple of seasons. How's she? She's in great order, actually. She's uh, prepped up really well. Uh, looks fantastic. Uh, got the shades on today. I haven't had them on her since her first start. Um, so the Moya w- would, would be the aim for her. So, um, yeah, she's... 
didn't really, run didn't really go to plan last time she was at the Valley, but uh, that wasn't her fault. But yeah, she's prepped up well and and uh, and she'll run her usual honest honest race. How do you line the two of them up? Uh, well, just at the weight, cool and gutter. Um, yeah, I would say has trialled a little sharper, but um, yeah, away game's best run in her career is probably over 1,100, so it's probably slightly short of her best, but um, as I said, we've got the shades on today, and, and uh, yeah, I would say if, if you were to push me, Cool and Gatter would, would be slightly better. Race three, you've got Sir Bailey, a horse very close to the stable's heart, and no doubt Colin Janice McKenna's heart. How's he coming to hand for another prep? He, he was a bit silly as a two-year-old. Uh, he was sort of doing things wrong, over-racing a little bit, and uh, he just seems to be a lot more mature horse now. It's prepped up really well. I think he'll benefit from today's outing, and uh, he's probably more suited to, uh, you know, 1,400 a mile as well. So uh, prepped up well, but he'll want to run today. Race 8, you've got Mayfair Spirit coming off a, a last start win, copying a terrific ride on, on that occasion. How do you line him up against tougher opposition today? Yeah, it's, um, it is tougher, but he, he drops to a, a nice weight. Uh, Buffett horse looks to be hard to beat. Um, but, you know, he's a horse in form, and, uh, you know, he likes the valley, likes the wet, and he's fit and ready to go. You've got unusual culture and unanimous going around in the last. From an inside draw, where do you see unusual culture settling? Well... She should be able to, her last couple of runs just haven't really gone to plan. And uh, hopefully she can position a lot closer from the good draw and uh, she'll get a lovely run. Her, her last her last start, you know, all the uh, ratings and stats from the race, you know, it didn't look that, uh, you know, she didn't, didn't finish that close to him. But uh, I think her run was, was very good, so... Uh, hopefully, um, you know, I think her last two runs have been very good, So, but it doesn't look that way on the form guide, but hopefully uh, she can show it today. How do you compare her with Unanimous third up? Yeah, Unanimous is ready to go. He's a, he's a tricky horse and needs things to go his way. He needs to get a bit of room. He's a massive striding horse, and uh, he's definitely got the ability if, if everything goes to plan. Sydney, you've got both uh, Through Irish Eyes and Cadre Du Noir lining up in the same race, the listed Tats Cup. Your thoughts there? Cadre Du Noir will improve off his last start. Um, great ride by James McDonald. Uh, just got him over the line. And I think he just peaked a bit late. Uh, he's had a trial in between. And uh, again, drops to a lovely weight. And uh, I think he's... He should be quite hard to beat. And through Irish eyes, he doesn't know how to run a bad race. Uh, he's sort of... Um, I've taken the blinkers off today. He's sort of like the last past few runs. He got caught. Horse ran him down. And then he come back at it on the line uh, in Brisbane. And then the same again at Flemington. So I've taken the shades off. Uh, he, I think he's, he's quite a good stayer. And I've got a lot of time for that horse. Um, and uh, he'll he'll put it all together one day. Um, so he's definitely got the ability, and he gets him with a lovely weight as well. Can you split them today? Not really. No, uh, I don't think there's much between them at all. 
Pioneer Rivers snuck up the highway to, to Sydney with Huey Bowman aboard in race nine. He's been a very reliable galloper since joined the stable. Your thoughts on him today? Yeah, the form out of his race uh, is really hot. Um, and he's, he's a horse in form. He's a very genuine horse. He's got a bit of weight today, but uh, it's a very even race. I think he's a genuine each-way chance again. And Tafika heading to Mildura with Harry Coffey aboard. Your thoughts there? Tafika, yeah. Hasn't been in the stable long, but uh, just trying to sneak a win before the breeding season. Plenty of ground covered there, Kieran. Just one via the SMS. When might we see interpretation next? Uh, next weekend at Flemington and uh, the 2500. And who's the best today? Uh, I'd have to go with Cool and Gatter. Good luck, Kieran. Thanks for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thank you. Cliff Brown's been patiently waiting. He's got Inferno heading to Mooney Valley today. Good morning, Cliff. Hi, Warren. How are you? How are you? Very well, thank you. How's the big boy, the Inferno, going into this prep? Oh, look, he's good. He's really well. I'm very pleased with him. And we'll just see how he goes. From a, a race shape point of view, quite often you, you think he wants races where there's some good speed. There does look to be that today. How do you read the race shape for him? I, I, I think like everyone, we all think there's going to be a heap of speed, but does that mean that everyone thinks there's a heap of speed and they sit up and cool and go gets a lovely, nice lead? I don't know. Um, shapes like that, he'll improve the run. He always does first up, Warren. What's he in work for as a potential target? Obviously, there's some terrific sprint races in Melbourne and Sydney. What are you hoping to, to achieve with him this prep? No, nah, look, he'll just stay in Melbourne and hopefully run well in like the Moya, Manicato, those sort of races. How do you compare him this prep with a horse you've got a great profile on from his time in Singapore and the like? How's he prepped up compared to other preparations? Uh, really well in respect of I've had no feet issues, touch wood, uh, which is really significant. He spent his whole life with, with bad feet, but... Look, um, you know, Michael Chase, the failure, and the vets of Owen uh, have done a great job with him. So, so this prep's the first time ever I've had a, an uninterrupted time with him, and his action's good and his feet are good. So that's really significant. Doesn't take away from the fact he'll probably still need it, but uh, going forward, you know, I think he's in, really, in a really good place. You love your AFL footy, and you're a, a very keen Geelong supporter. How do you structure your afternoon with the Inferno leading into the Cats at the G? Uh, no, listen, it'll be great. Uh, we'll just go to the, the races and we'll listen to it driving home and, and hopefully later in the day uh, they play well. Good luck on a couple of fronts today, Cliff. Thanks, Ron. Have a good day. 8 to 8 on RSN 927. Time for a break. A couple more trainers. We get the scratchings in the panel at 8 o'clock. This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley. Trying to find some winners at the Valley and around the country and a busy morning for our trainers and Catherine Coleman, no exception from the Peter Moody stable, but we'll try and pick her brain quickly. Good morning to you, Catherine. Morning, Warren. You've taken out Nanagai from the Atlantic Jewel. All okay there? Yeah, all okay. Just from that barrier, um, we're going to save her for save her for next week. You do kick off in race one with Run Sensation and Elegant Diva, so you've got two horses in, in the first. How do you line them up? Yeah, look, both going really well. They've come off a nice last start win. I've read some sensation has been in, in really good order. I probably have him maybe just slightly ahead of the filly, but both very happy with how they're going. Race three, you've got Mullane coming off that run behind Giga Kick last start at, at Caulfield. How did he come through that? Yeah, super. He's in excellent order, this Colt. He's going really, really well. We just sort of um, probably would have liked the track to be just a little touch firmer for him today, but... Um, 
I don't think that the the soft six will be detrimental to his chances, and he does seem um, to just really be low flying this horse. I've heard Peter Moody say during the week that Spanish missions forward, and uh, you know he might have a, a light preparation leading into the staying features. How do you see Spanish mission coming to hand going round in the field? Yeah, he's such a naturally athletic horse. Um, you know, he doesn't need a lot of racing to get him fit. And he's done a, a power of work at home. He's had um, a couple of really nice trials and done some nice long gallops and pace work. So he's definitely forward in condition. And I think, you know, having um, having a run today is going to really bring him on. From a sharpness point of view, if it becomes a, a tactical race, his form obviously lines up through Earlswood through the, the car line. It, would he be forward enough to cause a bit of a surprise and get over the top of them? Oh, look, the way that he, you know, his track work and everything he's doing so far, this preparation, it wouldn't surprise to see him run very well today. But, you know, whatever he does do, he's going to be better over further. You're left with Boogie Dancer in race six, the Atlantic Jewel with Nanagai coming out. And uh, she's building a, a good record, Boogie Dancer. How does she line up against this tougher opposition? Yeah, she's done such a good job, this filly. We just can't fault her. Um, and she's so tractable as well, you know, whether she's on speed or off the pace. Um, on top of the ground or if it's got a bit of cut out of it, she just seems to put her best foot forward every time. So really hoping that she can, um, you know, put in a good showing today for Wiley and partners there. Great clients of the stable. Race seven, the Chautauqua Stakes, and uh, your late runners will probably be hoping for a slight improvement in the track rather than going the other way. Oxley Road goes around on the on the soft six at the in the Chautauqua Stakes race seven. How is he? Yeah, he's super. You know, we've just been waiting for the right surface for this track, for this horse, sorry. Um, he is in fantastic order. We'll just probably depend a little bit on how the track plays throughout the day. If it happens to downgrade or if we had some showers, then he could potentially be a late scratching, but hopefully not. Hopefully it goes the other way. We get some little bit of Melbourne sunshine and we can dry that track out just a touch for him. And you've left both pounding and attractable in the last one from an inside draw, one drawn wider. That's attractable from, from barrier 11. How do you see the race for the two of them? Yeah, both going very well. Pounding has come off that um, last start run on a, a very heavy track that he just didn't like at all. But he's come through that very well and attractable was pretty unlucky to um, get pips last time around. So they're both in great order. Um, probably just comes down to who gets a, a better run in transit today. Hard to split them? Yeah, I would say so. Quite hard to split them. I think, um, you know, if Pounding's work's been super, it'll just be seeing him bounce back off that heavy track run, um, whereas Attractable, you know, we know that he is going very well from that Caulfield run last start. Who's the pick of the Moody team heading to the races today, Catherine? I think Red Sun Sensation today. Hopefully we can kick off today on a good note. Race one, number five. Thanks for joining us this morning on a busy morning, Catherine. Thank you. Matty Brown's got pre-determined the stable star heading to the valley today and he joins us this morning just as we head into 8 o'clock. Good morning to you, Matty. Morning, Warren. How's pre-determined going into race two today over the 2042nd up? Yeah, no, he's super. He's, um, if, if anything, probably happier with him this week than I was uh, two weeks ago when we late scratched. So um, he, had a, he had a nice, nice quiet trial Monday where he, um, he, it's probably the best half-mile trial he's ever put in, actually. So... Um, yeah, he's come through that really well and, yeah, really looking forward to uh, seeing him there today. You know the horse so well from a, a fitness point of view, 2040 second up. Has he got the, the miles in the legs, so to speak, and the fitness to cope with that? Yeah, no, it'll be no problems. He's um, he's definitely ready to rock and roll. He's, he's probably the cleanest winded horse I've ever had anything to do with and, um, 
yeah, I think he should be pretty pretty spot on for today. Obviously, Craig Williams will have his plan. How would you like the race to shape up? Yeah, well, he's, he's always a little bit sticky out the barriers. So hopefully, you know, barrier eight of eight might might play in our favour a little bit today. Being last one loaded, he hopefully might set that a little bit cleaner and we might be able to slide up and, and you know, try getting to one one be ideal. Um, I think he's got enough speed after. He just doesn't muster really quick. So that's, that's just going to be sort of, um, obviously, Craig's um, decision early to, to see what he's going to do. But uh, if we can lob 1-1, one, one, that would be ideal. And, um, yeah, from there on, obviously, it should should map pretty well for him if he can get to that spot. What's the dream for him this preparation? Um, yeah, look, hopefully we can get Clay out of the way. Um, you know, whether he wins or not, we just want to, obviously, he's got to run really well today and he'll go to the JRA Cup in three weeks. Um, and he really sort of needs to be either, you know, winning today and, and that or, or winning that in three weeks' time and um, potentially try and get into the Metropolitans, obviously, the the plan. So, um, yeah, we really need to see him put his best foot forward in his next couple of starts and hopefully get his rating up a little bit more and, yeah, hopefully squeeze him in the Metropolitan. Good luck today, Matty. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Predetermined heading to the Valley today. Sean Cosgrove, let's check the scratchings at the Valley ahead of the 8 o'clock form panel. Good on you, Warren. Now, overcast, railed through the entire circuit, had a soft six, total of 22 of them out. Race one put out four, Shambo, and six, final overture, four and six. Second event, seven, Durston, number seven. The third, seven-time ruler and nine, the Wizard King, seven and nine. Race four, five, Forgot You, number five. Sixth event, two, Queen of the Ball, eight, Clarity, nine, Nanagai, 11, Wayrider Boy, 12, Very Bubbly, 14, Street Delight, 16, Hell Hath No Fury, 17, Typhoon Titmus, 2, 8, 9, 11, 12, 14, 16, 17. Seventh event, 1, Cinewan, 14, Lavish Girl, 16, Holbian, and 18, Poland, 1, 14, 16, 18. Race 8, 1, Johnny Get Angry, number 1, and race 9, 2, Think and Fly, 12, Lord Domino, 17, Aspen, Colorado. 2-12-17. Late riders in the 7th, 2 of them, 15 Gravina, Daniel Moore, and 17 Kalos, Eastern Brown. We'll check out news following that, the Melbourne Form Panel.